Hello and welcome to In Conversation With, a podcast from The Lancet Neurology. It's January 2024 and I'm Nora Hart. This month I'm delighted to be joined by Giovanni Frizzoni, a neurologist and professor of clinical neuroscience at the University Hospital of Geneva, who will tell us more about the European intersocietal recommendations for the biomarker-based diagnosis of neurocognitive disorders, which are published in that issue this month. Professor Frizzoni, I'm very much looking forward to hearing about your paper published in the journal this month. However, perhaps you could first start by introducing yourself and telling our listeners a bit about your research interests and what you're currently focused on achieving in your group. Yes, thank you. Um, I'm directing the memory clinic in uh, Geneva, at Geneva University Hospitals. And uh, it's in this capacity that I have uh, facilitated uh, a group of experts uh, which have produced uh, the 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 algorithm, the diagnostic algorithm that uh, has been published in the medicine neurology. Actually, my uh, research activity in uh, and clinical activity in the memory clinic currently is uh, uh, tries to get ready for the upcoming uh, monoclonal antibodies that may hopefully be approved for clinical use in Europe. And it's in this context that we have felt, uh, myself and others, have felt the need of setting stringent standards for the use of diagnostic biomarkers uh, in, uh, in memory clinics. Thank you for that explanation. Um, could you perhaps briefly describe the framework of the diagnostic workflow that you're proposing and how you envision it will be applied in the clinic? Yes, what we we started from the observation that there's a number of recommendations out in the literature on how to best diagnose patients with Alzheimer's disease, how to best diagnose patients with frontotemporal dementia, how to best use amyloid PET, how to best use the CSA biomarkers, and so on. However, uh, this is not a, a, a practical approach. This is not the real-life approach. In real life, you don't have an Alzheimer's patient. You have a patient, and you know whether they have Alzheimer's. Uh, and you don't have just CSF biomarkers or PET. You have access in most memory clinics. You have access uh, to a range of biomarkers that you can that you should choose from. And uh, uh, the approach that we've taken is to say, okay, let's start with the patient, with the clinical picture of the patient. And we have identified 11 clinical pictures based on history, neuropsychological assessment, and uh, um, an MRI, which is the, the basic uh, workup in, uh, in all memory clinics. Based on these 11 uh, clinical pictures, clinical profiles, we have uh, uh, suggested first-line and second-line biomarkers among CSF, amulet PET, tau PET, uh, and DAT scan, and FTG PET. Uh, and we've done that. We, we, we agreed. Uh, of course, there's uh, some indications in the literature, but the indications in the literature for the choice of first and second line biomarkers cannot explode all the clinical variability. Uh, so we resorted to a Delphi consensus methodology um, with a panel of uh, 
22 experts from uh, uh, scientific from 11 scientific societies. Each scientific society is uh, contributing two delegates, two panel members, and we uh, and the, the the scientific societies were the European Academy of Neurology, the uh, European Association of Nuclear Medicine, uh, Laboratory Europe Association of Laboratory Medicine, and all the uh, all the societies that are in different ways involved in uh, uh, in 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 the uh, in the diagnostic workup of these patients. And we submitted a number of questions over a number of rounds uh, to exploit the expertise of these panel members to to have them converge towards uh, a uh, a consensus. Uh, and this allowed to outline a a, a diagnostic tree uh, that uh, we believe is uh, uh, compiles the uh, scientific, the data in the scientific literature and uh, personal expertise from panel members. So for the Alzheimer's disease branch of your workflow, how does the proposed approach compare to the National Institute on Aging and Alzheimer's Association and the International Working Group criteria? NIAAA and the IWG criteria focus on biomarkers such as amylate, tau, and specifically, they also mention uh, the. Some of them mention also uh, phosphatau one eighty one rather than phosphatau two thousand and thirty one. In our exercise, we do not mention specific biomarkers, but exams. We mention CSF uh, exam, CSF analysis or lumbar puncture which includes a number of biomarkers. Currently, with lumbar puncture, you have access to a beta-40, a beta-42, total tau, and phosphatau. We do not go into the details of what uh, biomarkers uh, should be used. We focus on the exam. In the case of amyloid PET, it's one exam, one biomarker. With amyloid PET, you study only amyloidosis, which is not the case for CSF. So we, our approach is on the exam rather than on the biomarker, which is the approach of the, uh, uh, of the clinical, of the diagnostic criteria that you mentioned. So can you tell us a bit more then about the potential practical challenges involved in applying this diagnostic workflow? Well, we believe that uh, this workflow uh, might be used as a, um, as a pocket aid by uh, clinicians. It, it's, a, it's based uh, on the template of the, uh, of the usual clinical process, of the u- usual clinical procedures that are carried out in all memory clinics. So um, in the vast majority of memory clinics, patients undergo history taking, neurological exam, neuropsych, and MRI. And then uh, based on this information, the clinician can identify a, uh, a set of syndromes, and based on the syndrome, the, the clinician will identify the first-line biomarker. Based on the results of the first-line biomarker, they will be able to select a second-line biomarker. And this is something that uh, the, the, the table that, clini- that uh, readers and clinicians will find 
in uh, uh, in the paper is uh, something that they can bring in their pocket uh, during their uh, the, the regular uh, clinical routine. Fantastic. Uh, so finally, can you tell us what the future steps will need to involve to develop these guidelines further? And also what lies ahead for your research group in particular? The algorithm does not include uh, uh, biomarkers uh, that are either not already available in the clinic or uh, that were in the in their early days uh, one year ago when uh, the the project was finished and I'm referring to plasma biomarkers that will be uh, will come uh, in uh, for clinical fruition in uh, probably a couple of years and the taupet which was which was in the early days when we carried out this exercise, but now we know much more about the potential clinical usefulness of Calpet. So, in the next version of the uh, of the algorithm, on which we will start working uh, shortly, that will we will integrate plasma biomarkers and Calpet. So, just going back to my question, your research group in particular, what's your next challenge? Well, the next challenge will be uh, to uh, develop preventative strategies. We've carried out the, this exercise, the, the, this Delphi, we developed this Delphi algorithm because of the pressing need of the monoclonal antibodies that will, uh, will come into uh, the clinical space. However, the efficacy of monoclonal antibodies in uh, the cl- in the cognitively impaired patients lead to hypothesize their use in the cognitively unimpaired at high risk to prevent the development of cognitive impairment. So in other words, we are now, we will soon be in a, uh, in a scenario, in a, uh, treatment scenario in a scenario where we will treat uh, the cognitive deterioration of persons who already have cognitive impairment, we will in the coming years move in a in a clinical space where it will be possible to uh, treat patients before they develop cognitive impairment. When they have isolated amyloidosis or amyloidosis plus tauopathy. And this is the uh, the space of secondary prevention. And this is what we're working on uh, currently in uh, in my group and uh, in, a, in a larger working group, a European and international working group. Fantastic. I look forward to hearing more in the future on your work. In the meantime, thank you for taking the time to talk with me today and explain more about your work on the biomarker-based diagnosis of neurocognitive disorders. Thanks, Laura. You can read the recommendations in full at thelancet.com. Thank you to Professor Frazzoni and thank you for listening to this episode of In Conversation With. Remember, you can subscribe to In Conversation With The Lancet Neurology wherever you usually get your podcasts.